dead. Dead. Welcome back, boys and girls. Welcome to the Craft Beer is Dead podcast. I am Chris Face here with Bree, the pint-sized traveler. How are you? I am doing very swell. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm excited because this is our uh, second part of the Spooky Scaries, uh, technically episode four. Um, last week we spoke about good old Bunders. Good old Bunders. That fucking slippery little weasel. Buddy Bunders. Buddy Bunders. <laughs> Buddy Bunders. <laughs> Again, just for us on that one. <laughs> Um, going into that, uh, it's important for me and for us, uh, collectively that when we're doing these stories, we're, look, we're just starting out. We're going to fuck up from time to time. It's going to happen. We do realize that we need to research a little bit more, maybe just a little bit by we, I mean me so far. (laughs) So with that being said, I wanted to kind of clear up a couple little, little sections, uh, from the last one that we got the, uh, I got a name wrong. Um, I agreed with you on the name, so I'm also equally a fault with that. So I thought we, that was her. we had talked about uh, one of the women that set him off and kind of like set a notion of one of the, the archetypes of women that he disdained. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we mentioned that it was Elizabeth, and she was actually the one that he ended up marrying <laughs> yeah. um, through trial, by the way, <laughs> which if, uh, if you didn't know, uh, there's a little loophole in Florida that if you ask somebody if they want to get married uh, while on the stand, technically you can just be married right there. I just don't understand how that's a binding thing. That just doesn't make sense. There was no ceremony. So he just proposed on the stand. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That's that was what, it. that was all he needed to do. That was, and then so like you brought a good point. We were kind of going into that earlier was, uh, and by earlier, I mean the last one that I fucked up <laughs> and forgot to hit record on. So I was going to bring it up, but it's very, I know I really want to get ahead of you on nice that one. Nice of you to do that. Because <laughs> I bet you even so, you're still going to make your asshole remark at the end of our Bundy that you were going to do anyway. Yeah, I am. And I wasn't even going to throw you under the bus. That's okay. <laughs> I'm going to do it with you. So, so any freaking who. Actually, that kind of is a, a nice little segue to... Segue. To... <laughs> <laughs> to uh, that story about, like, when we, when we did that podcast on uh, Ted Bundy, and then that night as we were leaving... I was trying to grab some garbage bags. You were very kind enough to try to help me out. We're walking out to Last the parking lot. Last time I made that mistake. Yeah, I wouldn't do it again. Uh, as we were walking out, um, I asked her to get the door. And by that, I meant the door to the compactor to throw the garbage bags in. And where Bree just tries walking towards my car to help me out with the door there, like I'm some sort of garbage person. And uh, I had to calmly point out that, like, that's how you get fucking bundied, man. And I was trying to make a, you know, explanation and stick up for myself. Be like, but I know you. I feel like a lot of the victims felt like they knew him as well. So I deserve every bit of that. And, um, I mean, you guys deserve every bit of the good, hard podcasting that we plan on doing. And uh, the first time around was a lot better. Uh, So this time, Chris actually hit play. So that's a good, that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been a producer. The first for... one may have been better, but we'll never know. You'll never know. Cause Check Chris, out our Patreon Kristen. coming up where I didn't actually forget to hit record. This is all a marketing ruse the whole fucking time. It was. We're live on Instagram right now, so everyone can see just how on top of it we but really no are. no one will believe you. 
Anyway, uh, but a quick kudos to you too. When we were talking about the heads, I I didn't feel like he had kept heads, but he fucking kept heads. I knew he kept some heads. He's a spooky little weirdo. He's spooky. He kept a, only a handful. Um, in his freezer, I believe. Uh, not all of them, but just a couple, which makes me even more nervous, because why some, why not all? We'll never know. Yeah, sometimes you just run out of freezer space. <laughs> you gotta really, like, you gotta ask him at Home Depot, like, is that a five-head freezer, or is that a 17-head yeah, freezer? people get multiple beer fridges, so don't you think he would have just invested in his hobby? Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I can't fight that point. <laughs> I was like, fuck, I've got, yes. like, too much beer. But then think about it this way, too, where you start going to, like, head chairs, and you're like, oh, I've just Not got so many chair. heads. Just... Look, I know this one's probably, this head's out of date. It's turning a little bit, but you I had to jokes, get You make jokes, but there's probably a market for those. There's probably, actually, events based around that. Actually, I think the person we're about to talk to would go to those events. We're, wait, we're talking to them? Talking about. Oh, damn it, I got so excited. <laughs> So, uh, in my previous fuck-up, um, we did already open the beer, and I'm just going to be blatantly honest about that. We did. So, um, you won't hear the pop, but you wouldn't have heard that anyway, so we probably could have just played it off like we were just currently opening it. I'm all about transparency here. He is, and I appreciate that, respect that. Slash and hate it. we are drinking Highland Brewing, a Seasonal Claw Hammer Oktoberfest, uh, Mars and Style Lager, 5%. Uh, we... Both have been to Asheville. You have been to that brewery? So I haven't been to... No. I really wanted to go to that one. Unfortunately, like the, the travel path that we were on, I wasn't able to hit that one up, but I did hit up Sounds Wicked Weed. Sounds like a huge excuse, but... I, it kind of does, to be honest. It's probably like right around the fucking corner <laughs> of wherever we like were from. It is. It's like very close to everything. <laughs> Shut up. I'm trying to build a case here because I really love them and I want them to know I support them, but I forgot to go. <laughs> well, uh, Caitlin from Asheville, she runs her marketing. She's one of my good old buddies. And she is a down-ass bitty. So if you are going to take anything from this episode, follow them on Instagram as well because she is a fantastic photographer. She did some of my engagement photos. And she takes really good pictures of beer, which is an art form. (laughs) Also, let's start a new hashtag, Hi Tim, on every one of their photos. And just see if it ever gets back to Tim over there. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, your buddy over there. Mm -hmm. We shall do that. I don't think it will catch on, but we will give it a try. I know hashtags. I social media. Do you? No, I don't fucking know shit about that stuff. I get yelled at all the time for it. He's trying. He's trying. (sighs) We'll keep trying with him. All right. So we covered Bunders. Covered Bunders. We got an awesome beer. beer. Um, Should we dive in? Or you want to talk about what our... Did you already tell them what our plan is for all of October? No, so let's definitely go into that. So, um, you know, we covered Ten Bundy last time. And technically, he kind of fits into this, too, because there have been a few movies made about him. He has kind of inspired a a Inspired. That's more or less what it is. So one of the big things that, you know, leading up to Halloween that we were really excited about, um, one of the reasons we did this is we're huge into horror movies. We're huge into spooky true crime kind of stuff. And so we wanted to delve in specifically to um, certain places certain events certain people that really inspired maybe some of the things that we're really well familiar with through certain horror movies or certain scary stories right absolutely so ted bunny last time obviously we know the um the bunny files that came out uh yeah. was the zach was that the zach efron movie i know there's another one that he was yeah on with i don't remember the name verbatim i actually didn't love that movie did you see it um, and i love zach efron i have I to did? admit it's a guilty pleasure i didn't love it really yeah Oh. I think I need to rewatch it because I get that same reaction every single time I say it. I don't know. I don't remember what it was, but I left it feeling very unsatisfied. 
So I don't know. That's fair because I think that, you know they attacked it a little bit more from an outside perspective, which I thought yeah. was cool. It was like a creative take because I think that's but, what I didn't like. That's it though. It's like it I think is. we were all going in expecting like. Unfortunately, I want to hate him. I yeah. want to leave there solidifying my loathe and detest for this person, and I feel like they just kind of tiptoed on it. But it was supposed to be from kind of like a different perspective. Yeah. And again, I respect I, that. I appreciate it, but I, let's be honest. I don't I think it gave him. us exactly what we all wanted. It's not what we it's wanted. It's that terrible thing in all of it's us not. where we want to hear about the It's not even details. what we think we wanted. No, it's we know. just flat out not what we wanted. No. I wanted to like fucking pitchfork. Like, Zach Efron in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did love his docuseries, though. That I don't remember what one. it was called, but it was very good. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it, but. All Whatever. Right. So Bundy is put away. Bundy's put away. So shall Who's we here today? dive into the next crazy fuck? Yeah. All right. So, so much of this story I had no idea about. Um, I really have only heard several references to a particular song that's in the story, um, along with the baseline to, I believe it's like a movie book. Um, but I just have to be honest, I did not know yeah, anything before this whatsoever. Um, all my sources will be cited in the description as well, so I can cover as much ground as possible. Alrighty, Rue. So, our story begins in 1934 in Cincinnati, Ohio, where the sixth son of a bitch was born. Of course, I'm talking about Charles Manson. Of course, this weird little fuck. Basically, from what I've read, started off a piece of shit, died a piece of shit, um... How he was able to even gain any followers is beyond me because he wasn't, in my opinion, wasn't like a Ted Bundy where he didn't come off charming. He didn't come off handsome, which, you know, we talked about. I didn't think um, Ted Bundy was all that handsome anyway, even for that time period. Um, So all of this just kind of really blows my mind just in total. Um, I think on that real quick, it almost reminds me of like, my shitty guy friends in my early 20s when they would go try to hit on women they're yeah. like look i'm gonna hit on every single woman yes it's not gonna work with every single woman but like one out of ten yeah it's gonna respond it's like you're shotgun. Right. yeah you're right because he really was only able to acquire i believe like only like five followers yeah so this is not a lot of people but they were able to definitely do enough to solidify like i mean they have a place in history obviously yeah. who doesn't know who these people are there's a lot of very specific things i don't think people know a lot about um also i mean for example his mom was only 16 years old when she had him oh, damn. so we i think everybody has friends that came from parents that were very very young mm-hmm. um i personally don't know any serial killers um you know, I hope was, I don't. That was the result of that. Yeah. Um. So I don't think that's an excuse, but I can definitely understand how that'd be a very difficult upbringing. It's one of those things with a lot of the the serial killers, or even just kind of like out there personalities, where you know, not to say that there's a specifically right family structure. Yeah. But yeah. you can argue that like a lack of of one parental figure or the other, or maybe even both of them you know, not necessarily filling the role of being that parental figure yeah. really do have something to do with how the people turn out after their formative years. Because it's not like he only went after women. It's not like yeah. this specific, um, you know, unfortunate series of events in his life made it so that he picked a very specific group of people even. Yeah, well, he, just, they, he did, but it's not for that reason, you know, which we'll get into. Um So, 
Mance started off in juvie, which obviously I think needs to be noted because his life of crime, his life of um, anarchy definitely started at a very young age. Um, so that was a very consistent thing throughout most of his youth. Um, the last stint he stayed in the slammer was in his like late teens. So after that, he decided to move to California and he stopped committing small crimes. And I think is when he really started, you know, scheming on the big shit. Mm -hmm. So he went to California. His main goal was to attract hippies to just have orgies with. So that's just what he talks about. He never says his main goal was to go there to kill anyone or anything. It was just to have sex with random strangers as <laughs> like, i guess like, where most people go to california he's going and he's just like i'm just trying to fuck i'm just trying to fuck you know, i'm just trying to fuck like <laughs> i mean honestly that's what i gathered was his main goal of his teenage years i mean there might have been some bigger ideas grander yes. ideas yes but he never really and, and he also um through all the trials he never really gave anything away so he never let up that he killed anyone. He never, okay. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He never actually admitted to really almost anything. Well, and, and I, I, I'm glad you picked this one because we all know the name. Yeah. We all know yeah. like the big crime. Absolutely. But, but there's I, so much of this that people don't know and about. And that's the big thing. And like, I, I feel kind of embarrassed that I don't know a little bit more about this. But the one thing I do remember hearing was like, he never officially killed no. anyone. no. Right? No, he didn't. Yet he was charged he with, with yeah. either accomplice or specifically murder. Exactly. It was basically him just, I mean, forcing people is what they really got him on. Mm-hmm. So, which puppeteer. is so crazy. Yes, Ugh. exactly. I'm glad you know that much, though, because that's a main part that people tend to forget that he actually didn't fucking kill anybody. Okay. So, all right. I'm even embarrassed to admit this part. I'm so far out of touch when you hear the manson family did Mm -hmm. you know it was not any relatives whatsoever so they like you know it's just cult members yeah like okay uh, i didn't know that i I thought it was a family yeah i I thought there was at least a relative yeah no it was like i i initially thought that before i i'd heard about the story okay i just pictured like this and who knows maybe it's like an inspiration kind of thing like this house of a thousand corpses kind of fucking weird ass outcast kind of whatever just jumping around causing mayhem or whatever so exactly i was picturing um maybe three young-ish kids um and some i don't know like middle-aged adolescents that kind of let this like i i just assumed it was a family just because it's so apparent you just hear manson family all the time because that's what they called themselves um so anyway so they were total strangers um, they just call themselves his family. Okay. So just so that's clear to everyone as well, he preached his own religion, like most cult leading narcissists do. Mm-hmm. Um, he claimed a race war was amongst them. Okay. So that was he was having super racist, narcissistic orgies. I just want to keep reiterating. <laughs> can we can we just point out how weird the term super racist orgies are? So that was like a goal of mine to see how many, you know, weird word variations yeah. I could create in one uh God, I uh, there's segment. so so many jokes to be made with that, but like we're just uh, going to tell around that to one. Every family guy episode. Um so just going to keep reiterating that because it just still blows my mind how many people wrote the sicko letters in jail. 
like love letters, yeah. um, daily proposals. It actually got to a point in his final years where it was daily proposals. Not just once in a while, a woman asked to marry him. It was daily for a few years. So it's almost that like what we had just talked about, that shotgun approach, where you physically yeah. have to hand touch each individual person and be like, yeah. hey, what about, and they're like, no, what about, no. Yes. Well, what about squids living in the trees? And they're like, actually, you know what? Tell me more about that. Like, you're going to get one, right? Yes. But then when you're known but for being the one. they're reaching out to him. But that's the thing. It's like now you're on the news. Now you're on the media. And especially before social media, before all those kind of things, like you instantly become either infamous, famous, however yeah. you want to you play that. Exactly. And then all of a sudden those people who would have, they would have easily bit onto the lure whenever they were approached by anybody spilling some sort of random bullshit are now going, oh, this guy's a little bit different. So I true. I think I want to reach out to this guy. And so like, true. yeah, that whole kind of thing. So Don't you think maybe it's even easier that way? I don't oh, yeah. know, because they're just reading it. I don't know, because they're probably already um, pretty reclusive people. I don't know. So, it just seems like that would be actually an easier way to target a lot. The masses is yeah. through like the news and stuff like that once they heard about him. This is going to be like a really, um, for lack of a better term, depressing kind of statement. But if you look at the notoriety of serial killers, right? Nowadays, if you notice, we don't really have a lot of them. Um, no. A... Everything's a lot more quantified. B, um, you know, you don't really just, you don't get the claim to fame anymore and you can't really, uh, this is disgusting to say, but get the body count necessary in the amount of time to be able to get that notoriety, right? That's true. Whereas before. Unless it's a mass kill. Like that's the difference. That's why most people are committing mass killings instead of serial killing, which is still kind of the same. That's exactly it. Which also, uh, for anyone out there in any sort of journalistic uh, area, stop publicizing the names of these pieces of shit. I mean, seriously, that brings me to a kind of point within this that I really like. And it's, it's on the same premises of it. That this is just giving these people what they want. Exactly. So, like, they, and so, you know, I thought about this a lot as we were talking, you know, more and more about serial killers or murderers and those kind of things. Obviously, uh, it's something so heinous. It's something that we would never be able to do ourselves, nor would we ever want to. Mm -hmm. But you also have to realize, like, say you get caught, then what? What's the, like, other than getting yelled at and stuck in a room where they, like, let you sleep whenever you want and then feed you three squares a day? What's the worst that's going to happen? And some of these people, it's better than their home lives anyway, because yeah. at least they're not rely- having to worry about where their next meal is coming from. So they're essentially damn near safe, yeah. for lack of yeah. a better term. Uh, and, and some of them are idolized. unless it, As long as it doesn't have to do with children, I'm pretty sure that they're just worshipped in jail. I'm, right? I'm sure it depends on the person. but I No, mean, it like, depends on the person, but I'm pretty sure that as long as it doesn't have to do with little kids or anything, that... People don't give a fuck in jail and that if the higher your body count or depending on like the graphic nature of the crime, like you're you're pretty safe in jail unless you're like, let me take out the big guy. But these people who are cult leaders, they obviously have that aura about them mm-hmm. that just brings people in. So I feel like they just create the same cult like atmosphere in jail. We just don't fucking hear about it because they're in jail. And that's the don't thing. you think? Yeah, I mean, I've never been to prison. No, I've never but spent it's time just in the all yard. theory. But if they're that persuasive out here with people who are not locked up, and then obviously these people aren't, you know, well, yeah. they're they're already locked up. They're obviously a lot easier to persuade, especially if they have nothing left. To put it in that perspective, too, if I were ever in prison and some guy who's like what five six, like Manson, yeah, he's very small. Yeah, he yeah. comes in and he's ugly. Like, he's looking very like not a good looking no, guy. He looks like a little caveman from a yes. Geico commercial. My women are, I mean, like he's no fucking Chris Hemsworth. No you man. Know? <laughs> 
<laughs> but if he comes walking in and like, who the fuck's this dude? And somebody goes, yo, you didn't yo. kill anyone, but they stabbed some chick with a baby. And I'd be like, whoa. Yeah, You know exactly. what? I'm just going to stay away from that dude. And mm-hmm. if he ever like comes over and starts saying shit, I'm going to do the <laughs> same thing I do for like certain types of crazy people that stop you on the streets and be like, yeah, sure, dude. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And don't you think in jail the whole, you know, when you play telephone as a kid where it's like, oh, we kill four people and then on the yard it turns to eight people and then on the yeah. yard it turns to like 25 people. Well, and we <laughs> talked about this last time too. Like that's one of the big things that, that a lot of, you know, people do when they yeah. do get caught. And bu- like Bundy, yeah. his, his body count. So they'll, they'll, you know, there's been a lot of them. We'll start covering some of them in the future who, you know, even admit to crimes they didn't even do. Yeah. Um, they'll basically turn on other people. Yeah. They'll do anything they can yeah. to rape. Because when they know they're not leaving, what the fuck's the point? But like, then you know, a lot of anywhere. cult members almost do the opposite. I mean, that's why this piece of shit was able to. I mean, he still died in jail. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. the reason why Manson was just kind of chilling in jail is because his followers did not give him up ever not one time that's, so that's what weird. kept him so safe can you imagine meeting a manson follower at a bar where you're just like guy sitting next to you and you're like oh yeah yeah I like this beer well yeah. i believe one was actually really so what wound up being so fucked was that california changed their laws while they were incarcerated and made it so that instead of getting the death penalty um they just got life in prison okay so that's why manson so bringing it kind of full circle my theory is that if they took the death penalty away personally to really get the full like fuck you to this guy they should have revoked his male privileges oh yeah is that part of the constitution i don't know it probably is part of something why you like you have to you like to get mail or like but i kind of think it's just your lawyer i think that they can fucking hold your stuff unless it's your legal counsel so this guy was able to live the rest of his life exactly the way he wanted he had followers he had people proposing to him he literally had three meals a day and was able to live out the rest of his life being idolized and knowing people knew his name or idolized if anything revoke the death penalty take his fucking mail away yeah absolutely (laughs) because at that point he's just king shit of shit mountain Seriously. Like, he does whatever he wants. And then the that only thing he's... pissed me off. Obviously, the murders really <laughs> irked me. Yeah, but, super bad. Especially when you hear some of, like, the graphic nature. But the fact that he was able to receive mail once that, like, major, major thing. Like, he should have been killed, mm-hmm. you know, from, like, everything that happened. That was originally his sentencing was he was supposed to be put to death. So the fact that he wasn't, like, something should have been taken away. But yeah, I think, whatever. I, anyway, I think we all like, agree upon the whole like if you do something that atrocious, you know, you can either agree or disagree on the death penalty, and I won't throw anything out there. But at the yeah. same time, like I think we can all agree, like just don't let him read a letter from at his least fans. he doesn't exactly. And I know it's like you know it's ironic to kill because of a killing, blah blah blah. I think is my only stipulation as long as that there is never a chance of them getting out. And then you have here's my other point. So you don't kill him. Ted Bundy got out of jail twice. We were very fortunate he didn't kill while he was out. Am I wrong? There's always a chance Mm -hmm. that this fucking animal is going to be on the streets again. It could just be up to a dodo-ass judge. It could be up to some formality. It could be up for them just flat out breaking out of jail. So now instead of just, unfortunately very unfortunately ridding 
us of the problem. Now it's millions a year in tax. It's not a year. Millions in taxes. And also you have the chance. More importantly, who fucking cares about the money? More importantly, this person could potentially break out. Ted proved it twice. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and you know, I'm kind of with you on that, too, because like I, you know, there's there's a reason why I don't go murder crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a I don't like getting blood on my whites. Uh, B, I That's don't why you have that fisherman outfit. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> rot in a jail cell until somebody fries me like a hot dog in a microwave. Um, so I just, you know, I take some CBD and I calm down when I'm feeling like that. I chill the F out. Yeah. All right. Let's dive into a little bit, some more of the specifics, because okay. we could honestly talk about this dude forever. We really can. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so. The whole family thing obviously threw me off guard, like I said. Um, he really just consistently preached his own religion, like I said, most cult-leading narcissists do. Mm-hmm. Um, claimed that there was a race war. Um he his main goal his main objective honestly was to kill rich white people and frame african americans for it to yeah. incite the race war did you so know that there's not necessarily a race war going on but there's no. going to be no. one but guess do you know what got him thinking okay hold on no ha! we're gonna get to that okay. why he started thinking about the race war which is fucking insane which i do think a lot of people know this but a lot of people also don't we'll get to that mm-hmm. so Roman Polanski was not Manson's intended target, but his home and the location was. Sure. So, honestly, I think this is some of the worst. This is the worst of the murders, A, because of how many and just because of, like, just the cruelty of it. So, Manson was an aspiring musician. Did you know that? So, we will play one of the songs that evidently Manson... um, is a musician on um i knew nothing about this evidently chris knew a little bit about this so he was actually very prepared so this is amazing so like i said i had no idea this was unbeknownst to me but manson was an aspiring musician so he chose the polanski house because he had once unsuccessfully tried to get a recording deal from a producer who used to live there Polanski was out of time, out of town at the time of the murders, but his wife and her friends, including coffee heiress Abigail Folger. Oh, my God. Were there and were all shot or stabbed to death. Did you know that Abigail Folger was part of it? I didn't know Folger was there. I didn't. You've probably heard of an actress, right? This is a major. So Abigail Folger. So that is a huge, huge name, household name. Can I just say one thing real quick? Absolutely. How fucked up marketing works so well is that when you said Abigail Folger, my brain went, the best you, saw, you heard the song? <laughs> and I was like, this is not a good time, is, brain. Well, I mean, at least you didn't sing it at the time, but is it because you said it anyway? I don't know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> if you sung it at the time, that would have been too soon, but now I think we all are singing it in our heads. Thanks, TV. <laughs> so manson actually stayed out of the house on the night of the crimes which Hmm. just drives me up the wall because he also didn't partake in the la La bianca killings either however he would later be charged with the murders on the grounds he had influenced his followers and masterminded the crimes the family family quote-unquote family killed five people that night including the wife who is eight and a half months pregnant that's fucked up man so i mean super pregnant this isn't just like you can't tell you can like really really fucking tell she's pregnant which is just 
insane. Yeah, I mean, we joke about, you know, certain things from time to time. Yeah, this like this whole rest of this part is like no laughing matter, which I'll just keep going just to like get through this because yeah. it's pretty insane. Um, so like I said, she was eight and a half months pregnant. Um, let's just keep in mind all of this honestly happened because this asshole was turned down for a fucking record deal by someone who used to live in the home. So it's not even the current occupants of the home, nor have they been living there for a little bit of time. So he obviously could have done his research and found out that's not the family. So three friends, the wife, the unborn baby and an 18 year old died that night. The wife was also very famous actress Sharon Tate. Mm -hmm. Everyone in the home at some point in that night tried to save Sharon, which is even more just super sad. Um, The first man that was shot was protesting Sharon being strung up by her neck where she could barely touch the ground um, in a way that she couldn't really rest how she was, you know, hanging up Mm -hmm. Um, unsuccessfully. Then they shot him first. So in the end, one friend was stabbed over 40 times in the front yard. They also lived in a pretty decent home area community. So no one saw this. No one heard anything. Um, Sharon was stabbed over 17 times. Um, She was also pleading for them to let her live long enough to just to give birth and save the child. But they obviously refused. Um, They did not oblige. Manson also told them to leave a witchy, quote unquote, witchy sign before leaving. So in Sharon's blood, they wrote pig across the front door. I'm still unsure why they chose that word. I've not been able to figure out why that word. So, mind you, all of this started because Manson heard the song Helter Skelter by the Beatles and interpreted it as inciting a race war, that he should incite a race war because of this song. Okay, so... Did you know that? Following... I remember hearing Helter Skelter. So, following the logic of this guy... Yeah. You hear a Beatles song. Mm-hmm. Um, the Beatles, which is also like the anthem of what, the 70s, 80s, like this is. I mean, I've never heard of them, but <laughs> so. They are known for very upbeat songs. I'm not saying they're they're not very for, satanic. Yeah. They're not. They're, some are sad. Some are like lovey and stuff, but they're not known for being like, fuck the police and down with Satan. Or, like, or pig. Yeah. Or yeah. pig. They didn't even yeah. have a song named exactly. pig. Exactly. Uh, no, I just, I, I have a hard time following the logic of, all right, so you listen to a Beatles song, that explains a race war that doesn't exist yet, so you still got to start that, but you're a busy guy. Exactly. So maybe you need to hire your team to go do part of the work. Yeah. Um, with no money, not with, like hiring, yeah, just convincing. Like, yeah. I just, and then also we need to start with the, what's well, not the producer. I need the house of the producer. Yep. Fuck whoever's in there. Yep. Like, that's that whole train of thought where, Which okay. is still a famous person, so you can easily figure out that that's not the person you intended to kill. Yeah. And for fuck's sake, they just turned you down for a record deal. So you've heard, so like, I mean, he's not a great singer, so it's not. Actually, have we, uh, just a random side note, right? So have Mm -hmm. we ever looked into the song Helder Skelter? How popular was that song before all this happened? I actually don't know, but I'm pretty sure that pretty much anything the Beatles touched at that time was a very popular song. So I wonder if like, you know, he uses the race war. He use these could all be like little lures and strings to keep people entwined and keep people engaged with whatever his his full forest of bullshit is. Yeah. Um, or if it wasn't instead just inspired by oh the Beatles fucking kill it, 
Uh, here's yet another song from them. I'm pissed off that my career never took off. Yeah. And fuck this shit. And then just okay. went over and, and started. I understand what you're saying with like the music influencing that because he, you know, tried to actually become a professional museum mm-hmm. himself. Musician. Museum. Yeah. Musician. Himself. He's actually a, he's actually a, a giant. actually a historical yeah, he's monument. Yeah, he's a cement building right now. Fucking dick. So, <laughs> so, like I said, all this started because of a song. I didn't know this. Yeah. I've, I have obviously heard Helter Skelter. Um, I just thought that was a movie. So it was a book and then a couple movies. So um, anyway, so we'll get into how this also ties into our Halloween What scary movie in particular? Weenie. So weenie. <laughs> ah! So. I figure if I keep doing this enough times, you'll keep losing your place. But we did this last time, and I just I'm I just keep putting the cursor where I'm at. You can't fuck me up. You can't. You oh, can't fuck me up. Oh, you the challenge wasn't down beforehand. You can't fuck me up. So, so another sign, sign he decided to leave on a man carved in his chest, which I would say he left. One of his followers left. Okay. He just had war carved into this guy's Oh, pig chest. war. But guess what they used to carve it? Oh, God. A fucking bayonet. Where do you, you know fucking... what a bayonet is, right? I know okay. what a bayonet is. So, the... like, why? Where the fuck do you find one? <laughs> exactly. So that just, I just added that specifically on the cause of Yo, it. It so, just has bayonet. And, and I just again, don't know how to make you even acquire one of them. Not to make a joke, but when you, you're in the middle of that, you spear the idea. It's like, oh, i got to type something in his chest. Where am I going to find a spoon? I know. Uh, mallet. Uh, fucking bayonet. Well, what? this actually, good segue into this crazy bitch. Segway. So out of, exactly, that's what they said it. So out of all his little family members, this bitty stood out the most to me. They're, she's not really pinpointed out and anything else but like she just flat out stuck out to me because she's just crazy bitch so patricia krenwinkle <laughs> i know she just seemed like a particularly fucked up individual um she would go after the victims once they were like clearly dead i mean very dead post-mortem is just an understatement because she just felt like stabbing shit so she would go in there after people are dead and go at them for like another 40 strikes. You know, like crazy ass stuff that was like, you already seemed kind of off your rocker, but now you seem like, uh, what's that bitch? Uh, Birds of Prey with Harley Quinn. You know, yeah. how she's like actually kind of crazier than the Joker. Mm-hmm. That's how this woman comes off to me. Like if she didn't link up with him, she would have done the same shit on her own because that's just like loco. So whatever she was a just crazy bitch and she would just stick random stuff and leave them in the victims so she would just find random sharp objects and just leave them all in the person um most of these pieces of shit went on to obviously get convicted and of course went on to write autobiographies because that's what true sociopaths do um their sentences started off like i said as the death penalty um then some laws changed in california and it became a life sentence in prison uh, Charles Manson did die in prison in 2017, which I'm sure most of us remember. Um, I honestly, like I said, wish they just revoked his mailing privileges when they took away the death penalty. Because to me, that's what kept him going for so long. Um, yeah, we listened to a few podcasts on this asshole on the drive up to and from Pennsylvania. 
And I still just can't wrap my brain around how I think easily he really got off. Yeah. Um, it really it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, especially just from how heinous the murders were, um, you know, from the pregnant woman. Um, there was another set of couples that is actually what started this whole tangent is the movie Strangers. Okay. So that is, in fact, what that movie is based off of. Um, it's not the murder of the actress and the five people I told you about. So it's this couple that he just broke into their home. They all broke into their home and um, just fucked him up. And it's crazy that that actually turned into a movie and not, you know, the five people and the pregnant yeah. woman getting murdered. So as you can just assume that the murder of the two people was horrendous enough to inspire a full-blown scary movie that still gets played to this day and is still one of my favorite movies so So. i was thinking about that this morning too you know because i keep running through all these scenarios of you know we we talk about these people we talk about the the people who do all these crazy things and we know the names they're almost like for lack of better term they are kind of iconic Mm -hmm. um and we grow up knowing their deeds. We understand that they're they're bad, they're they're terrible, but we, for some reason, just kind of sit with them like nothing's that big of a deal because we don't yeah. ever actually put the human element onto it. Especially if they become a movie. Because yeah. then I feel like we kind of forget that that was a real person. Then it's just and like that's a legend. like something a person has Dude, done. That's the thing. Is like, I don't know what your day-to-day life is out there. If you're driving home, if you're listening to this in the shower, um, if you're thinking about doing it, don't. <laughs> But can you imagine like do like doing these things that these people have gone through, whether it be Ted Bundy, uh, Charles Manson, the Manson family, like that is so separated off from the average normal day to day life. Yeah. Like most people can't. Even, it's it's so out of the realm that most people can't even compartmentalize understanding what that is. So it still is just this legend of like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. But I like, can't it's even a scary story. knowing one of these people from through someone yeah you know like i had a friend who uh, her mom grew up right down the street from amityville house and mm-hmm. you know even just knowing someone that closely still made me look at that movie that show like everything some type of way so i mean can you just imagine how many people are tied to this case still and just how often they probably think about it you know we're thinking about it today maybe tomorrow when this episode comes out. But, like, these people are thinking about this shit every single day. Yeah. Like, the victim's family. Like, this is not just just a spooky scary. Like, this is a real story that tapered into The Strangers. You know, a movie we all have probably seen at one point. Yeah. And and no one knows it's from from a real story. (laughs) I think it's important to remember, too, when we talk about these things. You know, we try to do it in a lighthearted manner. But, like... Uh, I think I was listening to a show where somebody was telling a story where they actually encountered a serial killer and got out of it, not knowing who they were, and then found out months later that they were a serial killer sitting outside their window trying to get in. Oh, that fucked me up. Yeah. For and sure. so, you know, like she was talking about like the residual effects of it and, yeah. you know, all these different emotions that come up from it and just how mad she got. Well, yeah. the very interesting perspective of this was like, I was pissed off. That, like, this person literally wanted to end everything I've ever done, accomplished, or set out to do with my life for a, a sense of momentary, like, gratification. Wow. Just to move on to something else. That's a very solid point to make. It's insane. Like, yeah. when you when you start hearing those kind of things, it really puts things into perspective yeah. as far as, like, That person may have felt something for one second, for three yeah. seconds, you know, max. 
you know, and then that was that was the end of their feeling, and that's just the end of your life. That's it. On a lighthearted note, though, some crazy bitch almost married him two years before he died. Do you know that? No, but I did assume something like that were to happen because of how many proposals he got. So he got a lot of proposals, and Afton Elaine Burton, um, who was 53 years his junior. Oh, my God. She was 27 years old at the time. So Basically, she's just one of those fame-toting, weird fucking females. Like I'm looking at a photo of her, and she doesn't exactly look completely hinged, okay. if you will. Um, she and, wasn't like a smoking hot light. I mean, at the time, like Anna Nicole Smith, like going after what's his nuts. Like, this yeah. is like some. No, she just looks like somebody who literally transplanted monster from the seventies. Just <laughs> tiny little like. Uh, wow. And actually, Manson looks like a weird boxing coach. So whatever he did his later years made him terrifying looking. I mean, he just oh, I, to me he always looked terrifying. The swastika tattoo on the forehead, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to join a club, right? Right. Extracurricular. Jesus Christ. Uh, no, so she basically flat out said, um, "I'm basically marrying him to put his body on public display after he dies." So she just wanted to <laughs> like he wasn't going to do that himself. God, uh, well, it'd be hard unless you like weakened at Bernie's him. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> not wrong. Not wrong. All right. Well, unless you got anything else, I mean, that pretty much wraps up that nah, psycho man. weirdo. That's all I got for him, and I will not be uh, writing any serial killers in jail or probably watching any scary movies tonight just because of this. So. All right. Well, we'll leave you with this one little ditty from Manson himself. Uh, and with that being said, looking forward to next week. I've got a good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's another serial killer. We'll eventually get off those. Don't worry. Eventually. We'll, we'll, we'll get, yeah. We'll get to some other stuff, too. Fine. But, like, I mean, when you're looking at horror movies, you, you obviously need a villain, right? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, before we leave, though, huge uh, thank you to Sticker Wolf um, for always helping us out with getting some promo material going. Um, where can they find all of our info, Briefface? They can find us at Craft. Beer is Dead Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Why do you sound like you're trying to get donations on NPR all of a sudden? It did, didn't it? <laughs> we are Craft Beer is Dead Pod. We'd uh, on like you to take Facebook a moment. And Instagram. Take a moment. I actually too. feel like I sound like every single craft beer um, narrator to every audiobook ever. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I fucking can't. <laughs> I'd like to think that I sound okay, but really. Yeah, you don't sound like them. No, so God, fine. no. All right, guys. All right, well, guys. with that being said, we'll see you next week. Uh, episode five coming up. And then following that, we'll have our last spooky, scary um, horror movie inspired for Halloween series. Yeah. Um, if you do have any listener stories and we get enough of them to do a bonus episode, please send them in. Absolutely. Um, and from that, the only other thing I wanted to touch on is if I had a Wendell... Plus another, oh, sorry, I just this is a long equation. Another Wundle, I would get what now? Ah, oh, fuck! I know this one. T- toodles? <laughs> you said to do. <laughs> Bye. Time for living. The time keeps on flying. Think you're loving, baby, and all you're doing is crying. Can you feel? Ah, those feelings real. Look at your game, girl.